At the end of the Civil War, the United States government passed the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th Amendment, which gave former slaves rights in this country, abolishing the institution of slavery and seeing them as full citizens in this country. However, the history of our country, especially in the South where I'm from, is not one that's very pretty after this fact. Because many years passed before truly they got to experience those rights. There were a lot of state laws and local laws that were passed in order to bar the former slaves from really being able to exercise their rights as citizens. Almost as if they graduated from one form of slavery into another form of slavery. And the whole civil rights movement arose in response to this great tragedy. A response to be able to, dis, to get rid of discrimination, prejudice, and this pseudo-slavery that popped up in the years after the Civil War. Because while the amendments had granted these rights, had made them citizens, in practice many were not able to experience those benefits. And even the effects linger today. We see it in the way that racism still is present in our country today. I want you for a second to imagine that you're one of the slaves. I want you to imagine that you have been given this right that you might not even know about. Some slaves didn't even hear about this new status of theirs for two years. Imagine finding out months or even years after the fact that you've been given something that you haven't been able to experience and you haven't been able to live out that new reality. I want you to imagine that. Because each one of us has been that slave. Each one of us has experienced a slavery to sin. Each one of us has experienced those crippling effects that sin has in our world. They might not be physical, they might not be external, but each one of us has experienced a broken heart, whether through our own sins or the sins of others in our lives. And the whole point of the gospel is that we no longer live in that slavery. When Christ came into the world through his life, through his death, his passion, and his resurrection, he has gotten rid of the chains of slavery and death. And yet, we still experience those effects. We don't get to do all the good things that we want to do. We still feel a draw inside of us to sin. We still feel a draw inside of us to do things we know we shouldn't do. Why is this? Why is it that we've been told that we're free and yet we don't feel free? Just like government laws that need to be actually put into practice after they've been passed, the gospel too needs to be put into practice once it's been initiated by our Lord Jesus. Because one of the big problems about the end to slavery was that people in the South, 
former slave owners and those who were maybe not the, the like maybe the, the poor uh, white people who didn't have the benefits that um, their richer compatriots had, were complicit in propagating slavery or a pseudo-slavery after the 13th Amendment has been passed. And sometimes that happens in our spiritual lives as well, that we grow complicit in other people being enslaved to sin. There's a lot of empty pews in the church this morning, but there are way more people out in Libertyville that need to hear this good news. They need to hear that they are no longer slaves to sin because of Jesus' passion, death, and merciful love that he extends to each one of us. And in our gospel today, as he begins his ministry of healing, he includes the disciples in it. If you notice very carefully, he says, let us go. Let us go to the nearby villages. He wants to include his disciples in preaching the good news. Because as often happened with the civil rights movement, the ones who are the most fervent, the one who are the most invested in propagating the good news of slavery being ended were those who had experienced it themselves, those who had family and ancestors that had experienced it themselves. When we experience the healing, when we experience freedom from our brokenness, our broken hearts that the Lord heals, we too should be spreading that good news to our neighbors. Because St. Paul, in his second reading today, can claim so boldly, woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. I have experienced this great healing, and if I don't share that with others, woe to me. Woe to me if I do not share the antidote to the poison that is in every human heart. Woe to me if I let other people remain in their sin. Woe to me if I know who can heal them and I fail to bring them to Jesus. Because St. Paul says as well at the end of his reading today that he does this so that he may share in the gospel. Because if we fail to respond to the invitation to share the good news of freedom in Jesus Christ, then we may not have a share in it ourselves.